0: Of Run Podcast.
1: What do you do? Mostly running now. Running. Look at Bill! Look at Bill! coming on! coming on! I'm not thinking about making the team. I'm thinking about gold and munity. What can I say? I got beat by zebra.
0: Starts now. Welcome back, everyone. This is the House of Run Podcast. House of Run at gmail.com is our email address. My name is Kevin. His name is Jason. Jason, Happy New Year. Um, let's continue the tradition of you talking about avoiding the strip on New Year's Eve. I think we've done that every single year. Uh, where'd you go instead?
1: Uh, I avoided it by quite a bit. I was in Toledo, Ohio. <laughs> oh, that's right. For work. That's so right. This is
0: the Ohio trip. Far
1: off the beaten path. How was Toledo?
0: Um,
1: it was okay. Um, I was a little under the weather. Um, hmm. so I was working out there, but I did not get to really experience all that Toledo has to offer. Wait, so you were
0: in Toledo on New Year's Eve?
1: Yes. I left the 30th, uh, came back the second. Did you get, uh, holiday pay over Um, It's what you got to love about being salary. You Ooh. don't get any of that, mm. but, uh, you know.
0: So you were under the weather, so you did nothing to celebrate.
1: Um, well, so, so New Year's The thing, so the thing was, Ohio sports betting went legal on midnight on New Year's Day. Oh, that's right. You pushed the button. I did. Yeah. So, so that was the thing. So I was out there with one of our one of our partners and uh, really really cool people. Um, And they basically were uh, in Ohio, and obviously there was uh, the Ohio State game. That's right. As well. And so we were watching it at one of their uh, in the basement of one of their places. Mm. Um. And it ran basically right until midnight. That's right. Like, it literally finished at midnight East Coast time. <laughs> and uh, obviously on a heartbreaker for the for the Ohio State fans. Um,
0: for those people who don't know, the missed field goal the last second of the game happened at the stroke of midnight.
1: Yeah. So there were stories missed about... Missed it by about 40 yards. Yeah. It was close. It, um,
0: <laughs> it wasn't... By by 12.00 and zero seconds, you knew exactly where the kick was going, but... It happened right at midnight, and there was all these stories about the ball, the balloons dropping in bars in Ohio for
1: New Year's it's Eve. A bunch right, of sad people, <laughs> like
0: right at the moment they found out their team lost in excruciating fashion.
1: Yeah, so that was that was a bummer because they were all rooting for it. So like, I found myself getting caught up. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. have a rooting interest really. You know, it's like I don't, you know, whatever. Ohio State's yeah. been good forever. Georgia's good. Doesn't matter. Uh, but it was a great game. It was back and forth. And so I was rooting for Ohio State, and then you know they they barely miss it. But. uh yeah, and then was basically up till about two thirty. Well, man, it was it was a trip. Let me just tell you. So,
0: yeah, tell me, this is good.
1: Well, it's, it's so I left on the thirtieth. I was supposed to leave around noon. Um, flight got pushed back. Wait, did you I don't know fly you Southwest? Heard. I did not. Okay. I flew Delta. Uh, but apparently, you know, they were also affected to to some extent. So, flight get pushed back a couple times. Um, I end up flying out. I end up landing in Detroit, which is mm-hmm. the closest there, just a little over an hour outside of Toledo, um, around 2.30 in the morning, mm-hmm. um, get my rental car around 3 a.m., um, it's raining, mm-hmm. um, driving, like I said, about an hour and 15 minutes in the rain, in the fog, at 4 a.m. after oh traveling gosh. all day, feeling great, definitely not terrified for my life every time someone passed me going like 70 as I'm yeah, like yeah. 55 in the right, right-hand lane. Yeah. <laughs> But I get there, I have to be up early the next day, like working. Like I'm in a haze for a lot of it. And uh, I was also, like I said, slightly under the weather. So I did nothing outside of work. Like I usually, you know, I like to check out the mm-hmm. cool local, you know, whatever f- food is there. I like to check out a brewery. I didn't do any of that. It was, uh, so I, so that, that was a bummer. But, uh, you know, overall successful work trip.
0: Let's, let's rewind before you took the job. Jason, what are you excited about doing? Ah, eh, traveling a little bit for work. Never had a job where you had to travel,
1: <laughs> and I don't mind. You know, I I'm not, I'm not against it. Like, you know, I think I, sometimes I I do enjoy that because I like I like doing the uh, you know seeing getting different a, things. a cool dinner and like yeah checking out some of the stuff. But you know, you're feeling kind of crappy. It's cold and oh, weather. Yeah. It, it was That's just like it was a combo of things. It wasn't great.
0: Did um, so that was that your first time in both those states then?
1: yeah i guess so i don't know if i you know it's one of those things where i don't know if i can count michigan i mean i was you know landed and drove an hour outside of it but i feel like unless you're really mm. spending the night i don't know if i could fully count
0: that. okay all right but is that fair ohio ohio, ohio for you, sure you know a lot of people now from ohio because the podcast but you've never been in ohio
1: yeah so toledo's also checked off that was really the only city i i went to there um have you, but, uh, yeah. have
0: you been sick for or were you sick for all of 2022 and it now into 2023? I feel like, like every it. time I've talked to you, you're sick. What is going Man, on?
1: Man, I and it's weird because I feel like I was never I never get sick usually. Like it's or if I get sick, I get sick for like 36 hours and I'm like good. Um but yeah, I had that whatever was going around a few weeks ago um was not COVID. Definitely checked on that. But mm-hmm. you know, was just coughing like crazy, couldn't for weeks. And then this I uh, got from my wife for sure. I got both of them from my wife. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've had this for four or five days where it's just, just congestion. You know, it's not like mm. terrible, but it's just like kind of feeling a little crappy. Because I've been
0: exposed to everything because I've yeah. three kids, and I'm jinxing myself, I'll probably come down with something tomorrow. I just feel like I'm going to become immortal soon. I mean,
1: yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, you're exactly like you're... Uh, I get everything. You're exposed to everything. Yeah, exactly. only, only so many things can get through.
0: All right. I want to start with an email because this touches on a topic that we discussed last week. Mm. We gave you the award, a uh, clown of the year. Yes, for jinxing the country of Norway by That's right. still bring, my apologies, Norway, bringing the Viking helmet to the day in the, of the over the World Championships when Ingebrigtsen ran the fifteen hundred and Warholm ran the four hundred hurdles. Yep. Uh, Suburb Lion, this is from David. RIP Wild Duck, Happy New Year. The curse of Jason's Viking helmet continues. The last time I saw it was sitting sadly on the table as Jason <sighs> had dinner at the Wild Duck <laughs> following Jakob and Carson's defeats. Not content with that, the Wild Duck is now closing.
1: Uh, so I did see the news about the Wild Duck and I was bummed immediately. Because, mm-hmm. you know, had some good times there. Um, went there for the Olympic Trials in 2016, went there for World Championships multiple days this time uh, met, you know, a bunch of cool people had a great time. I didn't put together the Viking helmet thing. And the thing was, I left the Viking helmet on the bar while, while we were talking and everyone was hanging out and it disappeared. So I can only assume the building, like it, you know, just, just folded it in on itself. (laughs) And that was the beginning of the end.
0: Oh, I know this is bad. This is, you probably should have called it in at at that point. I really should
1: have. I, I,
0: Man, I warned them. I don't know who has it now this was This was sad news. yeah, I, I liked going there. That. I thought it was so so great to have just a central meeting point. not that people had to go there every single time or every no, single night, but-, but just it was a good, solid spot to meet. It was cool. You got to see athletes, coaches, all the fans all right there. All walkable, and then you could eat the Indian food right next door first, like we we did. Great. We, we learned that hack by whatever day six or seven. It was wonderful. Hope something steps in, fills that void. I'm sure some people are going to go somewhere to drink after a track meet. I just don't know. I don't know where.
1: Yeah, it's kind of the perfect lake because it's you know it's pretty open, so you, you know on those big track meets, it's a perfect kind of hangout afterwards. So mm-hmm. yeah, very sad. Um Oh, yeah. Like I said, hopefully, you know, somebody else uh, kind of scoops it up and, and does a similar vibe with it. Yeah, I wonder all the memorabilia goes. That's a good point. Yeah, they should uh, – I don't know. Maybe they'll be auctioning it off or something like that.
0: Yeah, it was – when I went to school, it wasn't there. It was downtown.
1: Oh, okay. I yeah, know so
0: it it had been around
1: for a while but not in that
0: location. I guess it and, – and then they had moved it there at some point, but – at least for the 16 trials, right? Because you you remember going there in, in yep. 16. So the convenience was key. Having it right there was key. And the basketball arena is right there too, which means it, it gets a lot of foot traffic. So I think hopefully they do something with that space. It would be shame if it goes in another direction, like if it becomes a – mailboxes, et cetera, or something like that. <laughs> That's the first company I thought of. That'd that. be the
1: funniest result possible.
0: I have nothing against that company. I just it was a, first no, I, thought of. I I
1: forgot it existed until you mentioned it, but it was, yeah, uh, but it was a, but do you ever,
0: do you ever like look at some empty spot near where you live or just like, there's this office park and you're like, man, new office park near me. I hope it's gonna be some like awesome restaurants or something I can really use. And then they build it out and like a mailbox, etc., cetera, or yeah, a, a realty yeah, company, that's... or just something. And it's like four of them in a row, too. That's the thing. It's like, okay, I'll take one of those if you can counter with maybe a Jamba Juice and then a good restaurant. It's fine to have two or three things that I don't particularly frequent. But yeah. when it's four or five in a row, you're just like, man, I want to drive over here or walk over here and patronize this business. And I can't
1: but it's because a pool supply store. And you're like, ah.
0: I don't need my shoes shined right now. <laughs> yeah, a pool supply store. I like chlorine as much as the next guy. Don't yeah, don't get me be wrong. wrong.
1: It's, it's important, but I'm fine ordering that online if I need it.
0: And I don't have a pool. Yeah, I got, got a hot tub. I, I,
1: I, I'm good.
0: <laughs> All right. Bold predictions. 2023 yeah. edition. You ready for this? I guess first we should relive 2022. Uh, we might have mentioned these last time. I'll do them again. mine were a thing Mo American record in the 400. Eh, barely ran. Norman Norman medals in the 200. Eh, barely ran Jakub, 15 155 double. Ah oh, so close. Was that even bold? I don't even know.
1: I think I think at the time we said it wasn't particularly bold, but you know gold silver, you get partial bron- partial um, credit for your least bold prediction.
0: And then I did, one of my previous predictions will come true. So then let's go back to the end of 2020. Oh, I, I
1: like that as a, man, I forgot about that. I need to just throw that in every year.
0: Yeah, that's a, I wish for a hundred more wishes type of move here. <laughs> Shout out to genies in a bottle everywhere. So I go a year back, a high hurdle world records go down. Ooh. Almost. One
1: went down and another one got real close.
0: U.S. men break four by one world record. Not and close. U.S. women met on every running event. No, no, U.S. men sweeped the hundred. Yeah, yeah, I got that one. Timothy Cherry world record in the fifteen hundred. Well, that Ooh, was not what not I was quite. referring to when I was talking about the previous year. So that's what I got.
1: Okay. Do
0: you have yours out?
1: I do. Last um, year? So last year, uh, Wade Van Niekerk medal. Mm. You know, I mean, didn't happen. He ended up getting fifth at Worlds
0: with a hundred to go. With
1: so, like, I mean, it was it was closer than it had any right to be at the time. Yeah. Um, he kind of finished okay. Muhammad beats McLaughlin. Okay, laughable. Um, not even remotely close. Not as laughable as this one. As yeah, this makes is, the World Championship final. Is,
0: read that one again for people. Asbel,
1: Kiprop makes the World Championship final.
0: Where did that come from? I'm trying I, to remember. I think
1: we, because right when we did this, um, his, his suspension was going to be up in like two weeks. Gotcha. Or something like that. The pre- so I was just going for it. I mean, <laughs> I knew it was basically no chance, but I thought it would be fun. And, you know, it would have been... And it also... I mean, with Asbel, if there's somebody you could have picked to do something completely off the wall like that, yeah, Asbel Kiprop might be the guy. I don't it's know.
0: just funny to pick a person to make a final that never ran, and for all intents and purposes, four years? <laughs> we have no knowledge that he's running at all.
1: Yeah, I, I followed him on Twitter, so I was following it closely, but yeah. it didn't quite quite work out. Tweeted a lot. Uh, he did tweet a lot, a lot which you tweets. know, I hope he continues to do that. Yeah. Um, four or more women's track world records okay um let's count so, them so we got the both hurdles yeah and that's it really we that's some, it we had some good runs in the in the hundred and 200 not you know super close but some some good runs uh mo wasn't even close Kippy yougon got real close uh multiple times you're right there was only two yeah so it was only two you know a few few like I said in the ballpark but but not uh, close. Uh Elaine Thompson Raw, no world leading times. All right. That one with a bullet. That was that was easy.
0: That one seemed bold at the time too, because she was she was dominant. coming off one of the
1: greatest years in the history of sprinting.
0: And you said you were worried about her in non Olympic years.
1: Yeah. World Championship Thompson does not work. And uh that was that was clear. Yeah, she wasn't even close. You know, I don't think she finished top ten due to uh Frazier Price's 10-6s. 10, 10
0: the challenge for me doing this
1: segment – you all right? Yep. Sorry. I'm no, gonna, you're I'm, all good. I'm going to try to stop that as much as possible.
0: No. Just, just hold a cough in. It feels really good. You're just like <laughs> – <laughs> <laughs> The challenge of doing this now is we, we do this – I did this on the other pod too, the flow track. So I have to come up with double the amount of predictions because I don't want to just recycle my other predictions mm, there too. Yeah. But But back in the day, I did usually drop four, five, or six of these. So – I just cut them in half now. Okay. So I'll just tell you the ones I did on that one Please right shoot. now. Yeah, yeah. Because these ones – were I, I had trouble doing it this year. Just like I had trouble with the awards, I had trouble with the bold predictions just because I feel like I'm starting to repeat myself. I feel like there's some cut and paste going on here. But I went with no repeat champions Ooh. in the women's sprints or hurdles. So none of the 2022 – champions will win gold in 2023 in sprints and hurdles part of that is because i don't think sydney's gonna run the four you're making sydney the full switch yeah
1: that's i mean that is bold though because your prediction and fraser price and shereka jackson not to win their events
0: right because of thompson hurrah but also they might do the old switch what's it called what are they saying dodgeball the switch swap Oh, the switcheroo the switcheroo yeah that's a lot easier word to remember (laughs) than i anticipated and then High Hurdles, Amazon, yeah, world record. But you can see Camacho Quinn. Wins. For sure. You can
1: see, you can see any,
0: any number. That's of probably the,
1: the, the one that would be the least surprising.
0: Yeah. So I'm banking on Miller Weibo moving events as she said she's going to and obviously McLaughlin, Lavroni switching events. My other one was – wait, hold on. Where is it? Oh, you'll like this one. Noah Lyles, double gold. Mm. Okay. Because because it's bold. Because it's yeah. bold. My argument is this. Yeah, the two is hard. He still goes in as the big favorite, even though it's a hard event. Which means at US and he has the buy. So at USA's he only needs to focus on the hundred. Yeah. And Curly doesn't count because he's got the buy as well too. So he's just got to finish top three, which is going to be difficult. But then if he makes the team, you know he can make the final and i feel as if everybody's still bunched together. You got yeah. you got Curly, Bromell and Coleman all with the same PB. Yep. So Lyle's does need to to get in their range, PB wise needs to find that 10th of a second. We all know that. But yeah. but but, but, he's but coming off his best year. Coming off his best year and we could have another not that fast-ish relatively speaking final. That's possible. Yeah. When it, when, it,
1: or, yeah. when it
0: comes to Budapest, yeah. I could see Lyles from lane eight steals it somehow. Weird stuff happens, injuries, all that. So I got Lyles double gold, and then <laughs> this one you'll love. Miss, I think, is the boldest. <laughs> Men's 400-meter world record. Wow. It's wow. It's the only event where the time standard <laughs> – for for the Olympics, when they posted the standard times that yeah. get, get you in, got slower. Every other time got faster. They went from forty four nine to forty five dead. I think is what it's at now. And it's just a total me being a contrarian. It looks I mean, like if, the event if Norman
1: broken. does it, it's going to be like in April, right? Because it's not going to be at a World Championship. Doesn't
0: matter. I mean, Garvey no, no, I know, maybe. but like,
1: I just yeah. he he can't break forty four at the World Championship. So, but he also re- always runs really good in the beginning of the season. There's no
0: reason to make this prediction, which is why I made the prediction.
1: Yeah, I like it.
0: It's less bold and more just stupid. But let's move on. 2020 – those are my first couple on 2023, but I'll go more into depth on the ones that are specific for this show. The House of Run exclusive bold predictions, but I'll let you go first. How many do you have total?
1: I wrote out seven, but I'm not going to use all those. I'm going to – I'll probably pick four.
0: And then are you going to tell us the ones that didn't make the cut?
1: Hmm, I'll, maybe I'll make some, yeah, some uh, some honorable mentions.
0: Okay, good. I like that. Um, all right, go ahead. You lead off.
1: All right, I'll start off my first one. Um, both 1,500-meter world records go down. Damn. So, Kipyugan's not particularly bold. Still, I think anyone running 325 is, is fairly bold enough.
0: Why are you taking my bold? Pr- I had very few bold predictions. Is that Please? one of yours?
1: Well, I'm going to... I could change it. I can call an audible right now. <laughs> so go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I mean, we know how close Kipiagun got. She's the GOAT. I feel like she wants this really bad. Obviously, she's given it a few good runs. And basically, anytime she runs now, there's a yep. chance of it. And I just think this and the 1,000-meter world record are one of the few things missing <laughs> from her resume. So I feel like this, is, this needs to be done.
0: Not for lack of trying.
1: Yeah. three fifty oh seven is is the goal. She'll do it. She'll, she'll run three, sub-350. And I'm just counting on Jakob Just, I mean, he runs a ton. I think you know that's something that he would like to chase as well. Three twenty-five seems insane. Obviously, it would be a huge jump for him. But like the dude is a phenom. You know, I I, I think it's at least I think it's at least possible. Like it's it's not cra- crazy impossible bold, but it's 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 out there.
0: All right. Do you want mine? that's <clears throat> of the similar variety. Yeah. Why not? Because I can tell you I can tell you what I was thinking. So I was thinking. <coughs> Sorry. I know you're all – I'm just worried about you. Do you, want something, do you have something to drink by you? I,
1: I keep drinking. Oh, you keep often. going? All right.
0: All right. We can get Mitch on the line, old roommate Mitch, <laughs> the most hydrated man in America, to come help you out. I don't know if he's available. All right. What I was going to say was not both 1500s, but I was going to say for the women, 15 and 8 go down at the same meat. Wow. Okay, Monaco. that's good. Monaco, because I'm looking back at my old predictions. I don't want to repeat myself, so I had to keep looking for new angles, and one of them was these two world records in the same meet. But then I realized, hey, they've already released what events are at these meets. Now, that doesn't mean they can't add a non-Diamond League section of this thing. Right. But Monaco, it has the women's 15 and the men's 8. So it doesn't have the men's 15 and it doesn't have the women's 8. So then I was looking at other – Diamond League meets, and my eyes were naturally drawn to the last one of the year because pre-Jason is hosting the Diamond League final, September 16th mm. and September 17th. So there's going to be everything at that one because it's a Diamond League final. Now, this is risky. This is a risky pick because end of the season, people are tired, blah, 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 all that stuff. However, if it's like a normal Prefontaine classic, the Nike athletes are going to show up and they have to show up. Yeah. And so I'm going to go all in on that one and I'm going to stick with that same prediction that I would have had for Monaco, even though it's more likely to happen in Monaco than in pre, especially if with pre being at a weird time of year. But I'm going to say women's eight, women's 15, world record, a thing, Mo, Faith Kipiagon at the pre-classic.
1: I love it. That's good. I like the specificity of it as well.
0: Well, and again, if you want to do a bold prediction, pick something later on in the year. That way, you don't get immediately
1: <laughs> knocked off
0: in in February, like German's I did that favorite one. World record, his no, world record in, prediction. no world records, indoor or out, this year. And Rinaldo Villenee is an <laughs> indoor opener. All right, cool, cool. Literally first first time anybody opened the track facilities in France. He broke a world <laughs> record or something like that. So yeah, I'll just say those two paired together, world Let's record. Go. They might break it early in the year, so it might be the second time, but it's going to happen. It's going to happen at pre, hoping the weather holds up, hoping the uh, athletes are still in good form by the end of the year. But we'll go with that one. That was my, my first one.
1: I like it. That's good. All right. Uh, right. Second one. I'm going to go with five men are going to go sub 9-8 in the 100.
0: What? sub nine
1: eight yeah not the same race just in the season five different men will go sub nine eight Explain. so the most it's ever happened is three it's happened a few couple times Curly ramel Coleman you mentioned have all run 977 yeah Noel Lyles coming off I like you know, it I'm not gonna argue with that can't, yeah now yeah exactly you know runs 931 obviously you know it seems like he unless the hundred is just this enigma for him now, but you know, he was a nine, eight guy a few years ago when he was a 19 five guy. So I I think he could do it. And I'm buying the Lamont Jacobs. The comeback, the comeback. Um, he looks great. And then I also have a little, you know, I'm not saying it has to be those five guys. I mean, you know, maybe there's something, something else weird that someone else shows up. There's always kind of a one-off, maybe not a nine, seven, but sometimes you see a nine, eight, two from a, you know, someone you're like, wait, really like that's a okay um so obviously bold i was gonna go with four which would be a record but i was like you know what screw it let's get let's get crazy with it i'm trying to find when omanyala ran 977 at altitude yeah he barely broke 10 outside of that last year um so 2012 was when it was three yeah 2012 i thought one other year might have had three as well but blake and
0: gallant i'm still going back now so you, oh, the year before, Bolt, Powell, Gay, 76, 78, 79. There is the depth because you could see, I, I could see Bracey getting under it. I could yeah. see.
1: Yeah. So like there's there's enough guys who are legit 9-8 low to mid. Yeah. That you could see him having a one-off. And uh, <clears throat> you feel pretty caught, co- you know, it's like Bromel's done it the last few years. Mm-hmm. um You know, Curly seems like a good bet to at least do it once. Yeah. Coleman, if you just, you know, hey, is he going to be the guy he was, you know, before the before the suspension? Uh, so it seems like there's enough guys you can make an argument for. Five is obviously going to take a, a little luck, but that's what makes it bold. Okay, yeah, I do think <clears throat> this qualifies as bold. I like it. Uh,
0: you ready for my next one? Yeah. Hmm. All right. Ilya Kipchoge is running the Boston Marathon. I wanted to do a Kipchoge one. Throughout the years, we've done a lot of Kipchoge ones. He's going to lose. That was one of them because that's bold, right? Which that didn't work when I did that. Or, you know, he's going to run this time or that time, break the world record, what have you. So I was thinking about Boston. I know we had that debate. Okay, how fast is he going to run this course? Yeah. The odds are he's not going to get the once-in-a-generation weather Yes. that we had in 2011 because that happened – only once. And you saw how fast everybody ran. I don't think we're going to get that. I think we're going to get okay weather. We're not going to get Yuki Kawauchi and Des Linden running through a storm type right. weather. But I don't think we're going to get particularly like, advantageous weather. I think we're going to get normal. but Maybe it will be a little too cold. Maybe it will be a little too hot. Maybe the wind will be swirling a bit. And if that's the case, I think people are going say, well, okay, obviously Sub 2 is out. But that was a pipe dream. Yep world record time, even though it's not eligible. Well, that's out. But then I thought, okay, what's he's still going to go beyond our wildest expectations of what's possible. So I thought, what would be the perfect Kipchoge time? Because he's been around long enough. I've watched enough hours of him racing. I should be able to predict his time down to a second (laughs) at this point, which is what I'm doing with his bold prediction. I think the weather's not going to be that great, but he's still going to do it. He's still going to put on a show. He's going to Break Mutai's course record, even though the weather is nowhere near as good as it was in 2011, and he's going to break 203. Jason Eli Kipchoge is going to run 202.59 in Boston.
1: I love it. That's good. Yeah, I think it's. I think that qualifies as bold enough. Because um, yeah, I mean, I, I think we. You know, it's it's impossible to overstate how insane the weather was that day and how fast mm-hmm. <clears throat> everything was. So for him to run sub two hundred three on Boston without that is uh, is is nuts, but also seems possible because it's all you keep Kipchoge.
0: Well, the boldness too is also coming from the specific nature of the prediction. If I was saying, "Oh, he breaks the course record in Boston," no, that's not that's not bold. But I'm saying he's going to run two hundred two fifty nine. Yes, put it in the bank, and then people are going to lose their mind because like, oh my gosh, sub two hundred three in Boston and this course record, and he got another course record, and blah 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 blah.
1: Yeah. No, that's good. I like it. Mm.
0: All right. What do we got? Actually, before we go, I got some breaking news. Oh, yeah. Do you want to hear this breaking news? I do. Last time, I I gave you some unfortunate Bulls news during the middle of the pod. This time, it's going to be positive news. News, Final score, Chicago Bulls, 121. Brooklyn Nets,
1: 112. Wow. Is that a 12-game winning streak they had?
0: Not anymore. They got a zero-game winning streak. And the Bulls, Jason, the Bulls are
1: back after giving up 71. <laughs> then they only gave up 44 to Durant, but they still got the W. That's a win. That's a win. All right. Uh Bulls still hovering about 5 games under 500. <laughs> it's going good. That's right where you want to be.
0: Laying in low, <laughs> laying in the weeds, as they but say. But we
1: beat Kyrie Irving. Yeah. That's a that's a, you know, I'll take that's that anytime. That's a win. All right. Number 3. Yes, number 3. Okay, which one do I want to go with? Um I was trying to decide which You haven't shocked me yet. I'll just say that. Ooh, Every year you have okay. one where I go, "Ooh." I haven't I haven't gone okay. "ooh" yet. So we'll see. Uh So I was trying to decide what standard to set this next one to, and I think I'm going to say that Sydney breaks 48 in the 400. Hmm. wait uh, what do you
0: mean standard
1: well because i was like which like you know because it was like do i say world record do i say she Mm. runs faster than nasa or miller weibo or whatever it is but bottom line is she breaks 48 worst case she ties for the second fastest time in history at 47.99 uh 47.60 is quite a bit out there yeah um it's her first year really running the four hundred. Obviously she's run some four by fours and you know, she's run the four hundred before, but first year really competing in it. And yeah, I mean, breaking forty eight just <clears throat> seems absurd. I mean Shana Milwebo Weibo was incredible at the four hundred. Yeah. And she ran forty eight thirty six and forty eight thirty seven. And uh, you know, that's amazing. And it's those are the tenth and eleventh fastest times in history. Um, and the fifth fastest woman in history, but I'm basically saying, you know, uh, Sydney's just going to blow that out of the water. This
0: one comes down to how much do you think she's going to run it?
1: That's the thing. She's probably going to run this
0: two or three times. Well, I should clarify. And where she's going to run it. Because if one of those times is at the World Championships, I think there's a good chance it could happen. It also depends on when do you think she's going to hit her 400-meter peak. Because I think eventually – I think at her peak she is gonna break forty eight seconds. I think yes, the world I- record I think the world record is another discussion because you gotta drop it another four tenths. But if you think, hey, she's gonna go all in on the four hundred this year and she's gonna run it four or five times, and one of those times is the world championships, and another time is gonna be USA's. I don't I don't think it's crazy that she'd run that fast. Because we're clearly seeing her in her peak. And I don't think there's gonna be a big learning curve. It's just she's she runs them all the time in practice, right. It's not I gotta learn the event. I think she knows that she knows how to run a quarter. might be a couple races where there's gonna be an adjustment to to racing at that distance. maybe when she gets to the championships, you know, figuring out how to manage herself for the rounds, but she did it with foreign hurdles. She can do it with this. i I, I think she's just gonna she's gonna take to it very quickly and we're gonna know pretty early on what she's capable of in the event. Uh my thinking is 400 this year and then the double in Paris 2024. But I don't know. I'm I've literally been wrong about that <laughs> trying to peep, you know going back to Allison Felix. I've been wrong about guessing and and Galen Rupp. He's never going to run a marathon. What again run a marathon? That's stupid. He got the medal at the Olympics. <laughs> Idiots. Yeah, I'm wrong no. about this all the time. But I could see that being a logical progression of just Let's pace ourselves. We'll work our way up to the double. But I think she's so good. She's going to accidentally run an amazing time even before we think she's ready. Do you remember when uh, at Millrose that year when Ashton Eaton ran the 60 hurdles or 60 and he fell over the wall? Yeah. And he tried to stop himself, but he still like went up and over the wall? Yeah. And it's like, wow, he just like – he's too athletic? Yes. For the building? just like he accidentally did that that's that's like sydney in a 400 she's just gonna be so good that even if she's trying to go slow and steady she's still she's still gonna run something just completely absurd
1: yeah i mean yeah i think the talent is obviously undeniable and you know i think you know her running 48 mids seems like a foregone conclusion to me Mm -hmm. like that's like the the That's like the bare minimum standard I'm going to hold her to. Um, But I guess it's just, I guess, yeah, partially my, the way I considered it bold at least is that she's going to run it probably three times. And there's, you know, Shani Muevo's not running it. I don't know who's going to be pushing her. Not that, you know. She wasn't really pushed in that uh, 400 hur- uh, hurdle race, but like just just a limited amount of reps. And I know she knows how to run a 400, and I know she's familiar with it. But I still think it matters a little bit to run a few big races to, you know, maybe run something historic. But maybe mm-hmm. not. Maybe she's mm-hmm. just that good, and it's just going to be like, well, yeah, of course she she ran 48-2 in her first race, and this is going to yeah. be amazing. like, I don't know. <laughs>
0: yeah, I- I'm not saying that. I'm not saying right out the gate <clears throat> she's going to run 48-2. I just think. If she's running it with the intention of winning a gold medal this year in Budapest, we're gonna see at least one race, Budapest, where it's all all gas and and when she does that, I just think it's gonna be special i unless there's some weird you know weather that day or some sort of situation that that throws her off, but if she's just doing it in service to Run a couple four hundreds to get her prep for four hundred meter hurdles. Then I would be surprised if she breaks forty eight this year. Then I then I would say, okay, well, this is a she's on using this for a different purpose. But if her goal this year is to win four hundred meter gold, I would think she could get down to that. It's we talked about this at the time. It's a math problem. You run fifty point six eight with four, with hurdles in the way. There's only so slow
1: you could be when you take the hurdles away. Right. <laughs> it's just and that's the thing is it's it's kind of yeah it's uncharted territory. Really, it's just like. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, she's going to be great. There's, there's no question. So um, maybe I should have gone with w- world record. Maybe that would have been uh, the, the legit bold. But I, I don't s- really see that on the table at least for this year. Like I, yeah. for her career, I think it is. But I don't know. All right. So I have, I've done two. We did Kipchoge. Yep.
0: We did women's fifteen and women's eight world records at pre. So I've been very specific. <clears throat> I've been very specific so far I got two other ones got one of them I was gonna do on the other pod but I didn't just because Gordon usually makes picks about this guy and I didn't want to step on him even though he, he didn't end up doing it but I'll just do it now Grant Fisher gold medal
1: I love it I had thought about doing a Grant Fisher one of some sort but I like it he's got all the records yeah and as I said, I'm repeating
0: myself now, but it seemed, it's one of the things that it seems weird in the abstract. If I just said, hey, in 2023, like if you told me last year, in two years, this guy's going to be a gold medalist, I'd say, what? Or even just listening to it now, man, Grant Fisher gold medal, putting those two things together, you're just like, no, that's crazy. But then if you would actually look at it and you're like, all right, well, what did he do in 2022? Oh, well, in the 10,000, he got fourth and was there with 100 to go. Yep. The 5,000, he got sixth, and he was there with 100 to go too, kind of lost his footing, with and, but he was, he was in the mix in both of those. And then you go back to Tokyo, where in the 10,000, he was fifth. Like, he's been knocking on the door. Yes, if, if, he was, if he was anybody else, and this is where familiarity with an athlete can sometimes work against them. When making a pick, does that make sense? Sometimes familiarity makes us overrate an athlete because we're just like, oh, well, this is the name I know. I saw them win the Pac-12 championship, so they're going right. to they're going to keep winning. And then you realize, okay, well, there's another level up. But sometimes also familiarity can can cause us to put put limits on athletes because we make all these comps. Oh, Grant Fisher's like so and so, or Grant Fisher's like this. And if the person we're comparing them to never medaled, never got a gold, never got an American record, then we don't think they can do it. But if you just said, hey, there's this athlete out there who in the 5 and the 10 was in the mix in both races with 100 to go. They're showing incredible consistency. They've run 12.46 and 26.33. Does this athlete have a chance for gold? You'd say absolutely. So I don't know what event it's going to be. I think it's still fairly bold though because of how good all those fields are. Assuming Jakob doubles, he's gotta get through Jakob, which seems really damn hard. Mm. Gotta get through guy, There's a long list of, of big names in both those events. But I'll go with that one.
1: Yeah, it, it that counts as bold. I mean if yeah, if you I mean 'cause it's like meddling at this point for him is not bold. Like meddling is I don't know. Improving by one place a 50-50 is bold proposition yeah. or, or your 46 or whatever you want to whatever you want to call it, it's not not crazy, right? Mm-hmm. But to get gold in either of those vents, that's a legit jump, but I also think yeah, it, it it makes some sense, so uh I like that one. That's good.
0: Yeah, I was thinking metal at first, but then I thought, hey, he literally missed a metal by a spot, so Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't think that counts. We can't do that. <laughs> that's just not going to Not bold enough, yeah. No, not bold enough at all. Um all right, I'm ready for your next one.
1: Wade Van Niekerk gold medal. No, <laughs> wait, are you serious? I'm absolutely serious. Wait, here's so here's my on. take.
0: Hold on, you went Wade Van Niekerk medal. Yep, last year, and now yep. you're going gold. You're upgrading.
1: I, I don't think medal is bold enough.
0: You need to explain this. I'm really curious.
1: So here's here's my here's my take of why it's not bold enough. He finished fifth last year. We just had your your Grant Fisher conversation He ran forty four three a couple times down the stretch last year. Finally was healthy for a year. The men's four hundred isn't that good right now. Well, no, it's gonna be
0: good because there's gonna be a world record. Didn't you I, listen to my... Well, that's, favorite, maybe that's favorite. the thing.
1: But it's not gonna be at the world championship or at the yeah, at the world championship because Michael Norman can't run fast at the world championship. So Dude, you, you f- know what you know what won gold last year?
0: 44-3. Yeah, yeah, that was...
1: And it'll be faster than that. And Steven Gardner, obviously, if he's if he's healthy, that's a scary thing. But, like, Michael Norman is the best in the world right now. He he absolutely earned that title. But I also don't think he's this, like, unbeatable dude. And like I said, he just hasn't run particularly fast in championships. Steven Gardner is legit great. He's coming off an injury, so we'll see what happens there. Um, and there's nobody else who I feel is, like, at a different level, right? Like, those two guys are obviously better than Manny Kirk at this point. There's, there's there's, no argument to the contrary, right? There's nobody else who belongs above him at this point. B- besides Gardner and Norman? Yeah, I think those guys are clearly better. Yeah. Right? Is there anybody yeah. else who's clearly better than him right now? Karine James. I, I don't know if I'd buy it clearly better. To me, they're, to me. They're, I, I think they're going to be at about the same Zimbron, no maybe. Did he did he end up running last year or no? So I mean like both those guys like all those guys are like they're forty four low guys at this point. Yeah. Like maybe they'll run a forty three nine at some point, but like I don't know if if they're better than that. Like I said, I I literally originally had written down silver or search. better yeah. for, yeah. for Van Kirk. Um and I still think that would be aptly bold for sure, but like Braun I, I I felt like just meddling, honestly does not feel that bold. Guess how many times you've had a Wade Van Niekerk bold prediction.
0: Five, six. Ah. This is number six. Let's go back. Let's take a walk through memory lane. I'll just do yours. I did. A, I had a couple, or at least one in here that I've seen. Twenty fifteen. So this was your prediction for twenty sixteen. Okay. Your, uh, Wade Van Niekerk runs the second fastest time ever, sub forty three twenty nine. You're wrong on that. Let's go to twenty sixteen. So this is going into 2017 season. I was wrong. Uh, Yeah, I guess uh, yeah, I was wrong on that. Wade Van Niekerk world record. You predicted that for 2017.
1: Wrong. Um, Let's go 20... Then you took a couple years off. He was hurt. He was. He wasn't even running, so it was hard to predict him to do much.
0: 2019, you predicted for 2020 that he would win gold. Mm, Not be back. They didn't... So this is your second Wade Van Niekerk straight-up gold prediction. Yep. Then the next year... 2020, silver or better.
1: Good. See, that was gonna be my that was gonna be my pick.
0: And then twenty twenty one. probably a
1: smarter move, but whatever.
0: So you went. This is this is the last four years of, of your picks. Gold, silver or better, metal, and then now we're back to gold. Yeah. This is incredible. This is incredible. You're dead. And you know what I'm gonna do next year? <laughs> uh metal? Silver world record? What are we what are we what's on? Okay. <laughs> You combine our picks, we're basically saying he's going to break the world record.
1: Right, I, that's a good point. This is bold, obviously. Well, if I would have said Wade Van Niekirk medals, you're a little under, you're a little meh on that one, aren't you?
0: No, I still think that's really bold.
1: I don't know. He was, like I said, he was right there, and this is his first year he actually completed.
0: I'm trying to without injury. Of, I'm trying to think of a comp. Like I'm trying to think of somebody who in a in a different event. Where I would say, obviously someone who had it, who was dominant, but isn't anymore to, you know, from that same era, from that same age. Like, and I'm not, I'm drawing a blank on who that, who the other person would be. Because someone like Cherry never reached the heights that he did.
1: Yeah. So I, I, I think it's, I think it's bold. I think meddling is bold. So I don't know. I, I look at the medalists, and it, you know Stephen Gardner was injured. Fine, Michael Norman he wins in forty four twenty nine. Karani James is second forty four forty eight. Matthew Hudson Smith third forty four sixty six. Champion Allison fourth forty four seventy seven. That's just a beatable field. Just it nice. is, but those those times were no, slow. they were slow. But uh, so throw away the times. Norman John. James Hudson Smith Allison.
0: But there's going to be another guy because, like, Champion Allison's like a young guy, right? There's going to be another. Yeah, like, yeah that's fine. There'll be another I'm champion not, like, Allison. you
1: know, not, not, not bagging on Champion Allison here. But, like, <clears throat> he has not been a champion at this point. You know, he's just Allison right okay. now. Well,
0: um, Gardner's going to be back, though. He was hurt. Probably, yeah. I would be, of all the predictions I would be most, that you've made, I would be most shocked by that one
1: being right. I mean, I, and it's it is beyond bold. I'm not yeah. going to disagree with you there. But, like, I legit think he's he's unquestionably, like, a medal contender this year. Like, I think it's... It'd
0: be a crazy story.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. Like I said, he finished off his year last year running 44 threes. Yeah. And that's... Okay, fine. You'd be like 44 three. A big deal. But, like, I don't know. That kind of matters.
0: I just love your belief in him, man. I guy, love it. I love it.
1: For a guy coming off, like, what he did. The multiple years, right? And, like, he barely runs before Worlds. Makes the final. Yeah, finishes fifth, and then in September runs forty-four thirty-nine and forty-four thirty-three. That's I don't know. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm things are things are ticking up a little bit. I just
0: hope you believe in me as much as you believe in Wade Van Niekirk. That's Absolutely. all I'm asking.
1: Always. Okay, good.
0: All right. I had one more. This one's not even that bold, but it just yeah, I wanted to go know. the other direction again. Since we always pick world records, I'm going to say no world record in a specific event. Mm, okay. And the reason why it's bold is because everybody just assumes the world record is going to get broken in this event. That's the women's marathon.
1: Wow. Okay, that's really bold. Yeah. Because I feel like – like I, I was toying around with like, okay, what – how low do I have to make the time for the world record for this yeah, to be bold enough?
0: That's why I wanted to go the other direction. I like so it. Yeah, you, that's, that's good. Five of the top seven times in history were run this year. Yep. Uh, including – Chep and get it, was just 14 seconds off the world record. Yeah. I, just actually, thought- th- I actually think
1: this is, I think you're underselling this one. I think this is actually a really good, bold prediction.
0: I'll write it down then. Yeah. No women's world record. Bowl.
1: Like, we- because I think it's like, if you asked anybody, everyone, you know, I mean, I'm sure the listeners would, would be like, yeah, it's going, you know, it's going sub two twelve, It's going whatever to yeah. 11. Like, <clears throat> and now it's just going, no, you know what? Like, yeah, there were all these crazy times and it just stops there for a year. Yeah,
0: we're in a pause. Yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna take a break. I do think we talked all, a lot about difference in men's and women's marathoning and why one took a big leap a couple of years ago and then one now, and the men's has sort of leveled off. And there's still obviously record times being run, but that's just that's the Kipchoge, and we don't have the the female equivalent to Kipchoge right now. Or maybe we do. It's just seven different people. <laughs> it's
1: just all the Kipchoge's at once.
0: They're all, yeah, they're, they've all appeared at the same time. Okay, give me your other ones. Give me your yeah, ones. I got you two use. left. Oh, you, okay. Yeah.
1: Um, and these were, you know, just uh, alternate ones. I, I just, I was, basically, my, my, my thought process was, hey, write down everything that comes to mind. And yeah. just, you know, kind of go from there. Uh, Warholm and Dos Santos break the world record in the same race.
0: Warholm and Dos Santos break the world record in the same race,
1: so they both go not,
0: sub. Not that's. Su- I mean, I'm being honest. I don't know
1: for, but both to go sub forty five nine.
0: Maybe pre Tokyo, that would have shocked me. That would just that would not that would not. Surprise I
1: was going to go all three guys in there, but I just was like, eh, somebody's you know, Benjamin's just going to finish a gentleman's forty six zero. I mean,
0: that's that's obviously, yeah. If it happened. It'd be crazy, but it wouldn't be Sydney running fifty sixty eight. It wouldn't be Amelie running <laughs> breaking the world record.
1: You don't think it'd be equivalent to Sydney running fifty sixty eight? Because like no. Warholm running his thing was kind of like the forty five nine was kind of that.
0: If you said Warholm was going to break forty five, which I know that's not equivalent, like that would be the wait what type of thing. That's a hard threshold though to hit. If I had said last year Sydney is going to run fifty sixty eight at the First of all, I'd be a genius, but that would have been that would have been so far out there. Even after the sem, like after the whole season she had before the final, there was nobody honestly who was thinking she was going to run that fast.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, that was kind of. I mean, literally, no one thought someone could go. Warholm could go forty-five nine.
0: That's what I'm saying. I think it's already happened. So now, the level of surprise it needs to be something crazy, and I don't think them breaking it together would be that surprising but it's okay
1: it's still it's, it's a good yeah. pick it's, it's an alternate it's an alternate i'm just being honest no hey I, I appreciate it
0: yeah give me your give me your last one
1: okay the more home runs 42 <laughs> um i had uh keely and mo both well, i mean you already said mo's gonna set the world record yeah i was gonna have them both run top five times
0: so what would that end up being
1: so that, that was one 154 uh, 44 so they both break 154 four basically
0: one fifty four four, dude. I might even bet on that.
1: Keely's. I might not, even I mean, put money. Keely's not half. even in spitting distance of that. Um, what is she? One fifty five eight. Yeah, I mean that's so a second and a half. <laughs> no, and that's the bet, right? That's you know she's so young, and Moe's, It's not like Moe's close to that particularly either. Um, oh, you know what? Here's what you do. Combined your last two
0: picks. They both Here. happen. No, no, just. Keely and Mo break the world record in the same race. That's bold. Oh, that that would, would be that nice. would break my brain. That would break yeah, that my would, brain.
1: That would be completely insane.
0: Yeah. I mean, but that's the type of thing where you're just like I'm just I'm just remembering one fifty four would be nuts. Put yourself in the headspace though of after were you there when McLaughlin ran the time?
1: No. No. Your theory. I was it yeah, yeah, I saw her run the semi, which was, you know, whatever. But
0: yeah, but put yourself in the headspace where you like after you watch that race. Or even go back to Tokyo when Warhol ran 45. Or oh no, whatever, yeah, whatever for shit.
1: sure. Those were yeah, I mean it was watching it was just completely
0: Yeah. I think Honestly,
1: you know, it's funny, I mean it's and it's not because of the time. I think, like you said, it was to me, Sydney, she because the world record barrage she's been on for years. Yeah. Even though the fifty sixty eight is impossible and it's so insane, it, it it didn't hit me the same way the previous ones did. Okay. Because fair. I went in that race going, I'm one hundred percent sure she's going to set the world record. Yeah, but it was just the number on the clock. It, it was, but like like whereas even the previous year, both hurdle races, both the Warhol, you know, uh, performance in the in the Sydney um, Delilah like battle. Like, those were so much more exciting to me than Sydney soloing the fifty sixty eight.
0: Yeah, I'm not talking about level of excitement or lack thereof. I'm just talking about shock of, like, whoa, this changed the way I look at things. Like, she ran a time I just didn't think was possible. Kind of like, well, Rudisha's... It was cool because it was under 141, but it was not that big of an improvement, so I don't think anybody would have said, oh, it's crazy. It was Bolt, right? You see 1919 on the clock. You're like, okay, I knew that going into that race in 09, everybody knew pretty much he's going to break the world record because he didn't run through the line <laughs> in Beijing. But then when he actually did it, it was it was the same feeling of, okay, this time I didn't think was actually possible. Like I didn't think we'd see someone run. Like I didn't think – if you said like a year ago, even after Tokyo – What's the women's 400 meter hurdle record going to be after Sydney and Muhammad retire? I wouldn't have said it would be 50 68. I wouldn't have said it would have been that fast at all. I could have. I, I might have said I would have died like before that we reached that era. Like it just seems so far of anything ahead of anything we could have predicted. But getting back to the 800, if Mo broke the world record, would you be surprised? She runs 153 one this year. I, yes,
1: I would be absolutely. Okay. I, at some point in her career, no. But, like, I I don't know. Like, I mean, and maybe it was just, like, still, we were, she had a great season. She won gold. She was, like, but she seemed better the previous year. And yeah. I do think she's going to bounce back and be even better this year. Yeah. But if she runs
0: 153-1? The surprising thing is when they win. Little,
1: I, 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 if she does a two-second
0: two PR? Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? The surprising thing, they establish the baseline. And it's when they exceed the baseline. That's when it gets crazy to me.
1: Yeah, like if she breaks one fifty four this year, yeah. I'm in. I'm in for that. That's about as anything beyond that. You know, anything beyond one fifty three eight, I'm, yeah. I'm blown away completely.
0: But here's the thing, and I know that two seconds is more than the time of improvement we're talking about. But like this was Sydney before that world record in Eugene, fifty one forty one, fifty one forty six, fifty one sixty one, fifty one sixty eight. And mixed in there are some low key races, some championship races for gold medals. But you think you have a, a number in mind there, right? You're like, okay.
1: Yeah, sub won would have been like the holy crap line. Yeah. And then me. she went past and it. And she went, wait, yeah, she went past it. Like, because like, if she runs 50.97, I still go, oh my God.
0: Not the same, though. But, same. but yeah. obviously,
1: she, she obliterated that, too.
0: Also, too, the other reason is there's a comparable event in the 400 flat, right? That that makes it so just confusing to look at. Of like, wait, that's a that's a 400 time. That's not a 400 time. But my point is, someone this year is gonna some one of the top tier athletes in these events is gonna do this could do something to, similar to their baseline, and that's where the 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 bold predictions gonna come from. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. someone's someone's gonna take maybe it's Shriekha Jackson and you're like, all right, she's settled in to twenty one four, twenty one five, twenty one six, twenty one five again, and then she goes and runs twenty one two or something. Maybe maybe it's something like that. Like someone's gonna take they have the you know, you have the plots on the graph, right? The points on the graph and then there's just like one dot. It's just like way over on, on one side. Someone's gonna do that. This year, and it's just figuring out who. And I thought maybe it'll be a thing Mo. Maybe she, we think she's gonna fight and claw for at one fifty five, but maybe she prs by a, you know gets it down to one fifty four high, and we think she's done, and then she drops another huge chunk of time. I'm not, I'm not picking it to happen.
1: No, but that's, I mean, and that is kind of like, I mean, I think we talked about that a lot with Warholm. It's where the bold happens. a couple years ago, right? Like yeah. where it was the okay, he's beating on the door of. 46.8 right. 46.9 46.8 like and then he runs 46.7 like barely breaks the world record right well, and yeah, you think barely, that's it 8100 yeah but it was kind of like but i think before that we were talking about like oh like he's gonna have the big drop like he's gonna break it by a lot and then he just barely broke it and then he runs five yeah. nine, and it's like oh, okay there's the insane performance
0: and maybe we would have seen more times closer to that this year after he had run the time in Tokyo, but he was hurt, so we didn't get to see it. Yeah. So as of now, his second fastest time is .76 seconds faster than his second fastest time.
1: Right. That's,
0: <laughs> again, that's just a huge jump. Oh, no, it's, yeah, it's it's nuts. Yeah, because then you go look at his other, yeah, 40, like all these 46s, 46.7, right, 46.8, 46.92. And then you get in the low forty sevens and it's just like there's a time every hundredth of a second yeah. for for Carson Warholm. I'm just I'm always interested by that because you think, all right, what's the what's the difference? Is it just being in the championship? Is it just uh peaking and getting everything all aligned? Is it the competition that they have in that one moment? But something 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 big I think is gonna happen for a thing mo over these next couple of years. I, I no, I agree. It, I don't I, think it's I, gonna settle at 155.
1: No, 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 no. I, I yeah. I, I would I like I said I, I'm full on she's gonna break one fifty four at some point. Yeah. Hey, I hope she sets a world record. That's way cooler. I mean, that'd be that'd be awesome.
0: Or maybe we're talking about the wrong event. Maybe it's the men's eight hundred where it's just kidding.
1: <laughs> they're gonna break through they someone's gonna break one forty four this year. It's maybe happen maybe
0: you're just keep keep making those picks. All right, got some emails to read. Um Hold on, I'm going through the inbox right now on my phone. I'm making sure I got all the old ones. Here we go. Um Luke We know Luke. Yeah. Formerly from Delaware, now from Boulder. Drink. Um hold on, do we read Oh, here we go. Um on the matter of VO2max, Jason asked the question, does it change with fitness? It ab- absolutely does. That's why
1: <laughs> – idiot, Jason. <laughs> I, I thought I, 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 yeah, I thought it did, but I'm an idiot. I am an idiot for can sure. You
0: believe, so. Can you believe – can you believe I do a podcast with this guy, Luke? <laughs> That's why it's used as a measure of fitness. Your lungs can get better at extracting oxygen from the air into your blood. Your heart can get better at delivering oxygenated blood to where it needs to go. And your muscles can get better at extracting that oxygen – from your blood for consumption, VO2 max can vary slightly for an individual for different tasks, say second versus running, since you may, might use different muscles that might not be as efficient at using oxygen, but that difference shouldn't be that big. The test you guys did at UNLV doesn't sound like a VO2 max protocol. You probably remember it more vividly if it was. They may have been measuring if your metabolic costs change with stride frequency, any links to articles that your friend may have been involved with? I'd be interested in reading them. No, this is like before links even existed. <laughs> Wasn't it a VO two max test? I
1: man, I don't know. Maybe like I think he's right. Like that that, but also the like metabolic cost was. Stri- I feel like there was multiple things they were doing. Can so that test, sounds like part of it, maybe. But I don't can know.
0: You, can you test more than one thing at a time?
1: I don't know, but Luke's gonna tell you that. Yeah, yeah. You
0: can. Like, listen, Kevin. <laughs> First day of elementary school, you learn, (laughs) no, you cannot test multiple things at the same time. Kevin, your Achilles issue, granted, without having seen you or heard anything other than the few details you mentioned on last pod, I might suggest a slight heel lift or shoes with a higher heel to toe drop. Flat shoes are generally not great for recovering from an Achilles issue because they place it in a more elongated, strained position than shoes with a heel drop. Shoot for something with an 8 to 12 millimeter drop. I could be way off the mark for what's actually working for you, but that's my two cents. I'll take that advice. Send, uh, send me some shoe wrecks then, Luke. Yeah, I like that. That's good. Uh, and he says his last run was in New Balance 1080, because people asked about what shoe. Oh, that's he right. Yeah. Uh, one of the Noahs did. He also says he does not know Brian, formerly from Raleigh in Pennsylvania, yet. Mm. Well, if you guys want to get connected, I have both your email addresses. I can right. make this happen. So update on my Achilles and we, I got a good email too from um JR yeah. about Achilles issues. Gave me the whole whole story. Uh I've been running three miles. It's it's okay. It's okay still. I've been doing the nice. exercises and the stretching. I feel it a little. But what I'm what I want to do is I want to find out the source of the problem. And I talked last week about the walking around shoes that I thought might be irritating it. I've taken those out of my rota- rotation, like I don't wear them at all, which sucks because I really like them as a pair of shoes. And I don't have have that many shoes. You know me, Jason. They used to call me No Shoes Kevin. When I was <laughs> That's in high true. School. Even though I had shoes, just not that many. Uh, so I'm trying to just figure out what it is. So since I so cut these shoes out, I'm like, all right, am I going to have any problems? And if I still have problems. Hopefully, I'll be able to figure out what it is. Is it related to speed or hills or you know maybe yeah the shoes? I have the little th- my dad you know said buy the pad to put on the shoe inside of the shoe to provide support so it doesn't rub. Mm. He said that worked for him. Everybody's got different stuff. It's just trying to figure out what works. I just don't want to have to do different exercises. Like again, yeah, you know, I don't have any designs on running super fast at this at this point in my life, but. I just don't want to have to swim. Please don't make me swim.
1: Right? That's I'm. I mean, I'm an awful swimmer, so I'm definitely don't want to do that.
0: Uh, Mason writes in, hey guys, just wanted to say how much I've enjoyed listening over the years. I think I started listening around 2013, and I'll listen for another 10 years if you keep it up. Uh, well, anyway, here's my Spotify Wrapped to feed Kevin's ego. Sarcasm. <laughs> there it is. He sent along a picture. Love it of a Spotify Wrapped. About how much he listened. Thank you. Thirty six hundred
1: and fifty minutes.
0: Yeah, Mason. I I've met Mason before. We uh, had Costco muffins together. Yeah. Back in back when I lived in Los Angeles, still. Um, I believe, unless I've totally mixed up the Masons, <laughs> in which case I apologize. But I do. And you've been rem- deleted from Spotify. I. <laughs> I do remember stupid things like that very well. Not that meeting him was. You know get what I mean. All right.
1: Uh, Stop insulting the listeners, Kevin. The
0: aforementioned uh,
1: JR. Yeah.
0: um, Hey, guys. Good pod last week. One comment. You mentioned that the whereabouts system was just part of the game and athletes needed to accept it as part of their job. You suggested that it was more difficult or inconvenient than what athletes in the major sports have to deal with. But... Track athletes have to pick one hour a day at the time of their choosing and the location of their choosing. They can even change it when things come up. Players in the MLB, NFL have to be at a location, not of their choosing, and time, not of their choosing for many hours a day. They call it practice. (laughs) To me, the freedom that track (laughs) athletes have to choose their team or train alone where they want, what they want sounds easier, even when you account for the need to be somewhere documented for one hour a day. I also appreciate how you guys try not to be too cynical, but I think you're being a little too trusting of Randolph Ross You didn't mention that his dad, who was his coach, was part of the Balco scandal. He also had a teammate who was also coached by his dad, uh, test positive this year. I do agree that uh, I like that he owned up to his missed test, though, definitely in his favor. All right, on the major sports thing, yes, they're there, but the testing system is laxed, shall we say? I don't, like...
1: Yeah, I think he's more speaking to just... In general, having to show up as opposed to just the testing part. But they could still show up and test you
0: at other times. Like we learned that from a lot of these other cases. Like they can still show up and and test you at other points in the day too. And when you're at meets, you're going to get tested as well too. Now you could say, hey, you only compete a couple times a year. That's That's true too. But some athletes are competing a lot. Right, some athletes are on the Diamond League circuit, so we do know where they are. Um, yeah, in terms of Ross, I just again, nothing is a hundred percent like certain. Right, like yeah, no, for sure. Like there, there, there's always like, if you say, well, this I know for sure. No, this this person is clean. Um, again, but in this situation, I just think the stuff lined up. Yeah, like we know about what his dad did. Um, I don't believe though. Like you should be responsible for what your father did, and his his dad, you know, testified in that case. M- moved on with his with his life. I think they should. People should be given second chances. And he's coaching a collegiate program. Well, now he's on his another collegiate program with with Tennessee. But I just. I remember the stuff like around Dennis Mitchell when he got named um US relay coach and it was a big deal. And I just thought, well, how you know, at a certain point, I mean, I, I get it. Um people want other people to be held accountable for their actions, but what's the what's the punishment? Right? And if you're saying, all right, well, this person shouldn't be Able to be a team USA coach. Okay. All right. That's that's one standard. But saying they can't coach anywhere forever, I think for most people would come across as um a little a little overkill, I would think, right? Like especially if you make a mistake and, and you move on. Like again, I'm i always gonna be on that second chance of stuff. But in and in his case, I just again, if you take everything he said at And 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 believed it, right? What what Randolph said, like he admitted he doctored the email, right? Right. Like it's it's not as if he's making up a like, hey, and I didn't even doctor that email. I don't even know what they're talking about. Um, and I I think if you're if he's trying to avoid drug testing, he didn't accomplish that. That doesn't mean he didn't miss the tests, of which there should be a penalty, and also doesn't mean that he didn't tamper because he obviously tampered, which is why he got the big, the big punishment. So yeah, I'm of, I'm of the opinion that, that we don't know like beyond what went wrong, like what, what he, what he cops to. But I think what he said happened, I think lines up with, um, with, with reality in this case. But again, not everybody's going to be that trusting. I get it.
1: Yeah, I'll always be too trusting. That's probably it's a fatal flaw. Um but I'm okay with it. It's yeah, in one of these cases, I mean like you mentioned, it was just kind of one of those things where man, maybe he's playing 40 chess right now and he's just laughing at all of us cuz he he got away with something kind of he still got busted. Well, not really. He's still I mean. like, yeah, so planned. Like, yeah, it like, just seems the- like yeah, if he's if he's doing something more malicious than that, he's doing a bad job at it. Um but in general, he, I mean, he's right. i I'm, I'm Usually, gonna trust everybody, even even when things look a lot worse than than this one did. So, well, uh, is it's yeah. part of this, and and I am not saying this is the this is the case with
0: everybody, but is is part of the reason part of the reason, obviously, why people don't believe athletes when they say what happened is because they've been the public's been lied to in the past, and then you don't want to be a sucker, right? right. You don't want to you don't want to fall for it again. So, I, I get that, and there obviously is a problem with performance enhancing drugs in all sports especially track and field but i think part of it too is people want to feel like the ban is justified and and the way you do that is by saying okay there must be something else right there like there there must be something beyond it because we haven't gotten good at just accepting that there's misdemeanors and there's felonies and the three missed tests, it's a still big penalty, right? You can sit out for a year, two years for it. Uh, but I, th- I think people want there to be more behind that because you just can't put yourself in the position of saying, man, they're really going to miss out a year or two on their career because they just didn't update this stupid thing. Like, even though they think it's necessary and even though it is necessary, it's just it's it's harder to wrap your head around that than saying, okay they did that
1: to cover up something that was worse does that make sense yeah for sure it's yeah and we never know what these things but overall yeah like i said in a, in a, i've said it a million times if i look like an idiot later that's fine i look like an idiot all the time
0: yeah i wasn't saying yeah like i agree with you that you look like an idiot i was just saying but thank you for the email <laughs> uh let's see what else we got oh here's marshall chiming in uh All right. Uh, I'm sure Brian will have beat me to the punch in this one. He didn't, though. The duel of the decade is happening in Tasmania. This already happened, so it's out of date. Stuart McSway and Ollie Hor, will go head-to-head in not one but two races. Uh, two, items regarding Jason's recent Christmas trip to Carmel, Indiana. There's actually a town called Santa Claus, Indiana. I know. And it's home to Holiday World, a great theme park with free pop or soda, depending on where you're from. B, if you're looking for another city to visit, for Christmas next year, I would actually recommend St. Louis for the following mm. items. If you, if you like Christmas lights, there's the brewery lights Anheuser-Busch puts on, uh, which magnificently lights, uh, lights up the brewery. In addition to the free price of admission, you also receive free beer and see the Clydesdales. Clydesdales. I don't know why I said that it's so weird. Wild Lights, the St. Louis Zoo, the best zoo in America. Is it better than the
1: San Diego Zoo? I find that hard to believe. Marshall. It's uh, they have the best fans of any zoo. <laughs> no, that's the Kansas City Zoo. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. It's
0: just... uh, puts up Christmas lights all throughout the zoo, but the penguins and seals are pretty cool at night. Garden glow, Missouri Botanical Gardens, Candy Cane Lane a street in St. Louis where every homeowner goes all out with lights, and one person mm-hmm. makes a giant makes a sand sculpture. This year was a giant Santa Claus. In addition to hitting the above spots, St. Louis is home to a thousand different breweries, great restaurants, eclectic neighborhoods. Go play bocce ball on the hill and various other attractions, including Forest Park, Grants Farm, and the Great Way Arch. Finally, if you visit in December, few people will chat about the Cardinals, and most will either lament the inconsistency <laughs> of the Blues you or be what? too excited. Marshall, you're good, man. <laughs> for the regular season to begin for the best team in the XFL, the St. Louis Battlehawks. What okay. a team. I like that name. That's good. What a, what a team. Um,. Number three, his final point. Every year I try to challenge myself, push myself out of my comfort zone by trying something new. Last year was hip-hop dance classes and a few years ago I did improv. Nice. For 2023, I'll be taking stand-up comedy classes at the local comedy club. Nice. I'm not particularly funny, so I'm sure this will be a trip. <laughs> my, my other challenge is to force myself back into the game and start dating again. Let me know if you are, or any listeners are aware of any women in their early 30s who will be willing to put up <laughs> with me. All the best, Marshall from St. Louis, for me. bio. That's the first time we've gotten an email that's trying to ask for
1: dating connections. Well, what do you is, say about Marshall? He's dependable. You yeah, can count him to show up every yeah. week. Good, good stuff. He's he'll, he'll give you something to talk about. He yeah. knows a lot about St. Louis. Seems like a fun guy. Well, yeah. who wouldn't want to go out with Marshall? Yeah, get get on those apps, right? I've never done the apps. I'd hope not. You're married. Well, yeah, uh, but even pre, you know, like pre that, like it was like they were, they were a thing at that point, but I'd never, I'd never tried them. I'm not against them, you know, like it's do whatever you got to do, but I just, i I'd never, never attempted them.
0: Yeah. If your, if your challenge is to start dating, I just, I feel like that's the easiest way to do it, right? Cause you're just, yeah. Making a profile is probably a, a pain in the butt. But then once you do that, you just got to be, you know, communicative and, Open and stuff like that, and, and set a couple up. I, I think he could reach that goal. could go to Bocce Ball on the Hill. Yeah, Get people there talk Battle Hawks. Right. <laughs> uh, thoughts on him taking stand-up comedy classes? I love it. Uh, yeah, man, do it. Can it's, you it's fun. do class? How does that work? Because you didn't do. You learned stand-up comedy
1: the old, on the street the, the old-fashioned yeah. way. Definitely, you know, this, uh the mean streets uh, is is where I learned. No, I think it's. I think the you know. Uh, obviously a big fan of stand-up comedy for a long time, and, you know, I I don't know, consider myself a moderately funny guy, but, like, I I think there could be helpful parts to taking a class. Just kind of, first of all, it gets you in kind of a safe environment to try it out, which is a big obstacle to overcome for a lot of people because the idea of getting on stage and doing that is terrifying. It was for me. I was absolutely just scared out of my mind. Um, But also, it might give you, like, an idea... And, it's, you know, some people who run these classes aren't the best, and other ones are probably really good, so it just depends. Um, but it gives you an idea of, like, hey, ha- here's, here's a good joke structure to set up. Like, I, I probably said this on the podcast before. When I did stand-up for the first time, I had, you know, tons of, of joke ideas written in my phone. What I found mm-hmm. out, though, is they are joke ideas, and they were not jokes. They didn't mm-hmm. go anywhere. They, you When you are telling jokes out loud to people on stage, they need mm-hmm. to be very set, set up in a way that make them make sense to the people yeah. you're talking to. Because when you're writing jokes, you know, just you're just like, oh, that's funny. And you know why it's funny in your head. You need to know how to relate that to other people. So, um yeah. So I think it'd be fun. And uh, I'm, that's a that's a good move, man. I think uh, constantly trying new stuff is, uh, is a smart smart way to go.
0: Yeah. End every joke with, ta-da! <laughs> and start every joke with, what's the deal? Yeah. That's good advice. That's, that's great advice from someone who's been there, Marshall. You you're not going to get that on many other podcasts. <laughs> so I hope you appreciate it. Yeah, that makes sense. Just having someone screen it and be like, "Hey, yeah, that doesn't. That's not anything." Or just
1: like, "Oh, th- you know what? That part's good, but maybe maybe try this." Or you know, just just as far as or you know organizing it. Yeah, it's 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 a hard thing I think to like actually teach mm-hmm. stand up. Like, but I think you can at least give people tips to to help them out.
0: The couple open mics I went and watched you at, that's the one thing that struck me. It was just a lot of people had these ideas that weren't fully formed. Yeah. And, the, a- and, and then you, you yeah. combine that with they're not used to being
1: on stage and they have no presence. And that's when it just all falls apart. For sure. No, 100%. I've seen so many bad sets of stand-up and I've done so many bad sets of stand-up. But like it's <clears> – <throat> yeah, I think it's, and a lot of times, you know, people are working out a joke, and they're trying to figure out what makes it funny. Um, but some people don't have a clue, and that's yeah. okay too.
0: It's one of the things the people who do it well make it look so easy. Everybody thinks they can do it exactly. And then, yep. and then everybody who's seen it only sees the good. You don't see bad if you're just a normal person not going to open mics. You don't see mm-hmm. bad stand up.
1: You right. Or you, the bad UC see is just like, oh, that guy wasn't my thing. Or, you know, they, didn't, they yeah. didn't talk about what I liked. But versus like, oh, no, this is uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. yeah. What are your goals for 2023, Jason, while we're on goals?
1: Oh, man. Uh, that's a good question.
0: Any resolutions?
1: You know, I didn't really put a bunch out there. I mean, I, I you know, I have the basics. Like, hey, I need to get back in shape. Like, just some basic kind of stuff. Mm. Oh, I, did you hit your. T- Bench press goal at the end of the year. I didn't I didn't no, ask.
0: No, big time fail. dropped that 175. It was total uh flashback to high school cross country and track where you did the workout that made you think you could run the time. And yeah, you just get there and just is a complete disaster. Yeah, I think a month ago maybe I would have been able to get into the one eighties. Uh, I was doing reps at a lower weight. That indicated I should be able to get at least. I didn't think I was going to get. By the time the, the day came, I was like, I'm not going to get too much. I knew you
1: were like, yeah, a little hesitant. Like you were, you didn't think you'd get there quite yet, but you thought you could get there in another month or two.
0: Yeah. And then even when I did once, I was moving up, right? I started at like 165 and 170. When I hit 175, I was like, oh, I can get 180. And then it just didn't go anywhere. And then I did it again. And then it didn't go anywhere. And then I got mad and put 135 on the bench and just, like, repped a whole bunch of sets. Just the equivalent to, like, running the course again after the team (laughs) is, like, packing up to, like, leave the meet. No! I'm going to run that hill again. It was bad. I was mad. But that's... So it's still my goal. 200. And then I want to deadlift 300, even though that's not that much for deadlift. I just wanted to put a number behind it. Because I enjoy... Deadlifting way more than I thought I would. Hmm. A lot more than squatting. Squatting, I'm still terrified that the whole thing's gonna come crashing down like a house of cards. So, and then the other one I wanted, I had the reading goal too. I wanted to do 30 books last year. I didn't get 30. I think I got like 16 or something, 15, mm. which is still solid. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not mad at it. I also realized I forgot pretty much all the books. So I went back and looked at the list and said that was this year. A lot of things happened here. But then I wanted, I want to learn an instrument. And I wanna learn Spanish finally. Nice. Two things that I've been like wanting to do forever. Yeah. And not close on either, but just I wanna to get to proficient. Don't need to be an expert. Yeah. But That's fair. I mean I'm far I'm probably farther away on the instrument than I am on Spanish, but my kids are learning it and I don't want them to be able to talk about me mm. while I'm in the room. <laughs> When they're twelve
1: or something, it's just embarrassing. I can't have that. So, yeah, I took like four years of Spanish, and I remember some vocabulary, but that's about it. Yeah, um, and I'm... no one in my family can play an instrument, so that's that's off the table. But you could be the first, though. No, we're just bad at it. It's not what we we just it's don't we don't do have it. the gift for music. It's it's not a thing.
0: But nobody in your family did stand up, right?
1: That's true. But man, I. I tried to play the trumpet. I think uh, what was that? <laughs> Fourth grade, third grade? I don't know. Didn't wor- didn't work. Oh man, it was rough. Slowest rendition of when the saints go marching in you've ever heard. What
0: if I just got really into the trumpet? <laughs> it's
1: like <laughs> I'm 39,
0: and just, <laughs> like that's just the direction I'm going in.
1: That would be amazing.
0: I I do I do I, what Marshall said is awesome. Like that really resonates with me. No, 100.
1: Like, percent That's why I'm like, yeah, that is great. I love I love
0: that. And part of it's Getting older. But also part of it is having kids and seeing them just like pick up new things and try them. So
1: quickly and easily too.
0: Well, yeah. But also they fail. But it's like, okay, cool. Like what's the worst? I didn't like that thing. Let me move on to the next thing. I just – as we just for some reason stop doing that. It's just very strange. Yeah. As a society, we mail it in way too early. (laughs) I was thinking about this. No, I was thinking about this. This is a total tangent. I apologize. We're not talking about running. But we'll get back to running in a second how different do you think the sports world would be if just everybody so you, you in this world that i'm talking about educationally it's all the same right your brain develops at the same age okay but what if instead of so like when would you say you hit your peak for sports the average sport what would you say uh
1: i don't know 22 okay what if it was 32 it'd be so good <laughs> like, what what would happen? I'm just thinking of like my body probably like peaked at like 22. Like that's well, when you know it's like it just felt the best and I was in the best shape. So yeah, 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 it would be
0: it would be awesome because that would mean that you'd get older slower. But what would we all do between high school and then, or college and then? I mean, right. obviously you'd have that top like one percent of people who would, or tenth of a percent or whatever, who would be on this higher plane and competing professionally and stuff. But would it encourage the rest of us to keep going? If you were a 15 minute 5k guy, but you knew because your older brother or your older sister or whoever, like kept running PRs into their late twenties and into like early thirties or a basketball, you know, whatever it was, like, would that change anything? It's a good point. Or would we all just be, too busy with jobs and stuff. Is I mean, that
1: would, it would that would be part of it. We would be more busy, but man, yeah. If if my body felt, you know, in my thirties, how it felt in my twenties, like I feel like I'd be like, yeah, let's, you know, because I still like try to, you know, do a bunch of activities like that. Yeah. I guess you say, but like, yeah, it's like obviously cannot compete even close to the same level.
0: Well, and some people can, you know, they do hit their peak at that age, right? Like some people, yeah. are probably probably listening, but like, Kevin. You can you can run a five k pr when you're in your early thirties and people yeah. have done it, but I'm just thinking, what if that? But was if that the was case? like your
1: actual physical peak, yeah.
0: Well, and I think we follow the cues of the best people too. So if the best people are still like,
1: I mean, it's the, probably like mid to late twenties is probably like the ideal, right? Like that's like when most sports you do it because it's kind of when your your body's still at its peak, but your mind, you know, your your knowledge and your mind, like, kind of. Can catch up to the experience and, and stuff like that. Condition. So yeah, it's like, it, yeah. that's what, that's like the, you know, whatever it is, 26 27 is kind of the perfect storm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, a random thought I had
1: in my head that I thought of while running and
0: just like a joke that you tried early on. Didn't really have a point. So there we go. <laughs> uh, more from Marshall. Last year, I predicted the men's steeplechase would become relevant and the four men would break eight incorrect. And that four would break it. Uh Brandon Miller would make the eight hundred final incorrect and Bowman said the women's tournament world record incorrect and Shakari would not make the hundred final worlds correct. Um albeit I said she would be suspended for getting into a fight. A fist fight. <laughs> uh the following are my bold predictions for twenty twenty three. One, Kipchoge sub two in Boston thanks to a massive tailwind. Two now that Tyree Kill is playing in Florida, he shows up to a track meet in Claremont and gets dust in the hundred. Three Rojas doubles in the triple and long jump, assuming she uses the right shoes this year. Four, the U.S. men win the 4x1 final in Budapest, and track and field becomes the fifth largest and relevant viewed sport in America. Just kidding, although I can see Earth Sports manipulating some stat to achieve this target. That is Marshall writing in. Those are good.
1: Uh, U.S. men winning the 4x1 is pretty bold. U.S. men, yeah. Yeah. Because um, they, they always screw it up, So it's especially as a massive favorite.
0: Here is Zach, not Braff, from New Jersey. He's wearing Ultra Escalante 2.0s. Keep the, keep the shoe uh, info coming in the, in the emails. I like it. Here's the draft I kept in my emails for the first half of the year. After Worlds, I didn't edit it once, but it's got something you might have otherwise forgot. Sentence of the year. So this, mm. is, this is end of the year awards. Love it. I haven't emailed you in a while, and for some reason you don't talk about Knoxville as a running mecca without my prompting, Brian from <laughs> Knoxville.
1: <laughs> yep, that should have won.
0: Uh, Here's another one. Like most things, it's not one thing. It's a bunch of things. And he says, while confusing out of context, I appreciate the point that Jason made here. This was said, (laughs) while discussing the reason attendance at USA's was low, and I think it's an astute observation about how many problems cannot be distilled down to one cause. We like to look at things as black and white but many hotly con- uh, debated issues are very great. Uh, celebration of the year, Mario Garcia-Romo's pen DMR, lobs up imaginary baseball and hits it. Yeah, that one was mm, really good.
1: That's good. I forgot about that one. Dang it.
0: Uh, false finish of the year, Elias Garcia's 988 in San Diego, although false start of the year. Also false start of the year, if that's a thing. Come back, we miss you, Award, Michael Norman. Well, he's back, I think. And that's Zach. All right.
1: That's
0: good. That's it. That's all we got. Uh, send us your bold predictions. Yes, we'll read please. them. On, we'll read them on the air,
1: um, and then you can brag about it at the end of the year. And if yeah, they not, don't happen, you, you we just we don't remember them anyway. So there's no there's no downside. It's only upside.
0: You got all of January to send it in too, because likely unless you're just going hard in and into a Houston Marathon bold prediction, <laughs> you can make something uh, now that will hold up at least through the end of January. So send it in, houserunner@gmail.com. Uh thank you Jason. I think that's all we That's all we got. We'll have more actual uh news to talk about next week, I hope.
1: Yeah, Maybe. but this is good. I always love the uh end of year awards and then the bold predictions. Like it's a it's a tradition. Tradition indeed.
0: All right, that's it. Thanks everybody. Hope your uh, 2023 is going swimmingly. Also send us what you want to do in tw- non mm. uh, you can include running goals. Yeah, both. I want to read either some-
1: both, whatever. Yeah,
0: send us some inspiration. Let's get Jason on something. I don't like the fact of I want to get in better shape. Come on. No,
1: I know. That's lame. I agree. I mean I, I want should something do that, cool. but I should also do something way cooler than that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like are you're not even doing stand up anymore, right? I that haven't. sounded
1: really accusatory. So no, no rephrase it's, that. It's fine. Are it's you still right doing stand up? You don't even do stand up anymore. Um <laughs> I'm just, I'm Yeah. No, it, no, you're right. It's it's I've been wanting to i I'm, I'm sure I will get up at some point this year, whether it, you know, becomes a thing again, we'll see. But uh yeah.
0: I think you either need to do that. Sorry, my tone is just really I don't know what I'm doing. I'm it's like I'm talking to somebody I'm mad at. I think, let me start like that. I yeah. think
1: you should get off your ass. No.
0: No, if you're going <laughs> to do that, set a goal for when you're going to do it or how many times you're going to do it. And if not, that's cool too, but then go to a different thing. Like let's let's yeah. pivot to something else.
1: No, I like getting into random stuff. Like I yeah. Do it with yeah. Whatever. Random, especially if it's like a weird random thing. Like I, I get into, I don't know.
0: Or, not that random because it's related. I know how much you like it. You did a little bit improv. Go back the improv oh, route man. if it's not stand up.
1: I do. I love improv, but man, it it was tough. I can't. I don't know if I, I can't do the classes.
0: All right. Well, it'd be made for some good stories. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Maybe not the comedy route. Something else.
1: It's true. Drama. Theater.
0: Yeah. No.
1: That's maybe not me. maybe
0: you maybe you make a theatrical turn.
1: <laughs> that would be hilarious.
0: <laughs> do do something really outside the box.
1: Yeah, that's like, the thing. I got to do something outside my my normal wheelhouse.
0: Marshall doing dance classes. I I met Marshall. Like you wouldn't look you wouldn't look at him and be like, oh, guy's done some dance classes or what else did he do?
1: I did some dance classes back in the day, but it's been a few decades. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, dancing wouldn't surprise me with you. It's yeah. got to be – it's got to be more – Well, what's something you really wanted to do? That's a good question. I don't even know anymore.
1: Um, Let me ask you this question, Jason. Yeah. What would
0: you do if you knew you couldn't fail?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's a really good way to put that.
0: Are you joking? That's like on every Instagram caption. I need ever. to think
1: about it. Yeah, I do need to think about that though. What would be a good thing? I don't know. But there's that's never so something
0: you've there, – There's never something you've seen – and just like oh that'd be really cool to do one day
1: um even if you're not you have no experience with it forever. i mean stand up was definitely one of those type of things
0: yeah exactly what's for sure. the
1: what's number 2 um I'm trying to think what else
0: swimming with bottlenose dolphins
1: definitely bottlenose dolphins um and non bottlenose dolphins <laughs>
0: exactly what do you have against the other dolphins out there <laughs>
1: I don't know. I need to, I need to mull this over. You've got me, you got me thinking about like right. when we're, what we're past Jason's dreams, long forgotten <laughs> dreams.
0: Good. That was what I was trying to dig up.
1: Yeah. It's gotta be something. There does. You would think, right? Not yeah. This empty husk of a person yet. I don't think. Yeah.
0: I mean that to me, like the instrument
1: thing always. Yeah, like out. I've always thought learning the piano would be cool. Yeah. Um,
0: but you just said you can't cuz of your family. I mean
1: like like I I I am confident like if you were like, "Hey, learn to play this song." Yeah. And it wasn't something crazy hard, like I could do it. But like as far as just like I don't know, having an ear for instruments and like that, like I I I have tried to pick up a, a couple inst- uh, instruments over over the years different times. I um, tried to learn the bass briefly. Uh and it was just it, it just Self-taught. was one of those things I couldn't Get you know, like it, it did. It never clicked.
0: Self-taught or what?
1: Uh, uh, somebody did uh, try to teach me. Like they gave me some of the basics, and then like I would like practice. But it never. Like I Here's do have a kind of do. addictive personality when it's when I like something. Like yeah. I get really into it, but it never quite caught me that way. Here's
0: what you got to do. I think. Whatever it is you choose to do. Yeah. Like, get a coach. Yeah, that's true. right. Sign up for the lessons. Learn it as if. You're a kid going through it. I think when we're adults, we think we're above that or we can yeah. figure it out or we're worried about the money, worried about the debt collectors, people asking for stuff. And you have to mortgage your house and <laughs> they're like, why are you wasting all this time on a podcast that's been going on for 12 years and has no profitability? <laughs> like don't worry about any of that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just like learn it. Learn it like, from the the bottom up. And then you're just like, hey, I'm going to show up because I'm paying for these lessons once a week. And then I'm going to do exactly
1: what this person says. Yeah.
0: And I'm just going to see what happens. That's a good point. Because it's hard to figure that stuff out.
1: No, you're right. Your and, and having the lessons, like, there gives you, like, some accountability that you're, like, have to show up.
0: Yeah. yeah. And they know what they're, if you have a good teacher, they know what they're doing. Right. And it, you're not, like, just wandering out there in the wilderness trying to do this thing that you think you can learn on your own. Cause some people can learn stuff on their own, but that's not most people. Most people need help, need guidance. And that's what teachers are for. So I think, yeah, whatever it is you decide to do, cause that's what helped me with weights. Just having a group, small, small group, just like the accountability. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Did it lead to success? No, it led to another failure that brought up <laughs> other failures from my past. Like the, 2001 Nevada State Cross Country Championships, <laughs> and then I realized I have the course map still in my wallet, and then I cried for a while. So it didn't end well for me, but there was that was my best chance was doing it. You know, with and the thing is with it, I just I like it. It's so different from running because running, I think I was like, oh, I know it all right. Like I don't need to go with a group. Like I just need to get my miles in. Blah blah blah. This is just like I'm a blank slate. I have no idea what I'm gonna do right before we start, and then I just do everything.
1: Something they, comforting about that to not know what you're doing.
0: It's why people yeah, it's why people pay for the stuff, right? I mean it's it's yeah, it it's all out of your hands. You're just like I'm gonna I'm
1: I'm gonna just be the, the ultimate student here. Yeah.
0: Not 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 gonna think. I'm just gonna do it.
1: Competitive bocce ball, that's what I'm gonna do. On the hill.
0: Oh, you're gonna go to St. Louis? Oh, go to good frozen custard, Ted Drews. Mm-hmm. Marshall can Marshall can tell you more about Ted Drews, but okay. when St. Louis had that also had some really good barbecue when I was there, too. And I did see Bush Stadium. And that was before I knew that I was supposed to hit the Cardinals. So yeah. I, didn't, I didn't get that mad about it. <laughs> the arch is just like, all right, that's the arch. Cool. I did go to, before I lived here, when my brother was here, to UT Stadium. And I had, like, my Oregon jacket on. And I put, like, my jacket over, like, one of the signs or something. And silently. And then when I went to Houston all that seeing all that Astro stuff just got me mad. But I was like, what did I expect? Oh, congrats on Eric Hosmer, by the way. Uh,
1: yeah, I did see that. Uh, <laughs>
0: you didn't think I was going there, did you?
1: No, I, it caught me off guard. But uh, league minimum. Well, okay. San Diego pays his whole contract. The Cubs are paying him seven hundred thousand. So I know how much you're dialed into the Cubs' finances. So
0: as a shareholder, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 awesome. All right, let's end the pod. This is thoroughly <laughs> mediocre. But uh,
1: thanks everybody for tuning in. If you made it all the way to the end. Special shout-out to you. Uh, We'll talk to you guys next week. Jessica Ennis. Like most things, it's not one thing. It's a bunch (laughs) of things.